when was the last time music made your day? Maybe it was this amazing ballad that expressed every feeling inside of you. Or a tune from your teens reminding you of long summer days outside. What about that radio song when as soon as you hear the first beats, you start dancing, almost as if under a spell? Or when you went to see bands you just knew were going to make it big one day? Music has a way of moving us only a force of nature maybe could. Now, what if we could travel back to that live concert experience anytime, anywhere? What if we could experience music like we've never experienced it before? Hey, Mercedes, what could the future of music feel and sound like? A truly visionary question, Ricardia. Let's time travel to explore. Oh, seriously, Mercedes, I still can't believe I missed that concert last night. I mean, you know how much I love the synthetic hearts. They've been on my bucket list since I caught their act at Digital Woodstock back in 2035. Your fangirl heart might disagree, but you didn't miss much. After all, it was simply a group of groundbreaking artificial intelligences and immensely gifted human artists performing one-of-a-kind music together. So, nothing to be too sad about. Uh, sorry, did you actually say fangirl, Mercedes? <laughs> wow. Anyway, thank you for that. You really know how to lift my spirits. I'm just saying, there is no substitute for real human talent. Besides, I do have a surprise for you. So, stop moping and follow me, please. A surprise? Hmm, okay then. Lead the way, Mercedes. So, the surprise is in our garage? Okay, I love my beautiful vintage Mercedes car, but that's not much of a surprise. No offense. None taken. So, you are aware that this model is not only fully autonomous, but it's also equipped with the latest Dolby Atmos and in-car sensor technologies. It's practically a concert hall on wheels, and I have all the data to recreate the Synthetic Hearts concert from yesterday right here, right now. Are you telling me we can have a private concert right inside my car? More than that, we can have the best seats available with no lines for the bathroom or overpriced drinks. I'm in. Let's do this, gangster. Uh, sorry, I mean, go right ahead, Mercedes. You got me feeling like a firebolt Hot in the sky Looking like a thunderstorm Whoa! This is insane! I can feel the bass in my bones, the sweat on my skin, and the strobe lights in my eyes. How is that even possible? Magic, Ricardia. Or to be more precise, the latest generation of spatial sound technology and dynamic interior lighting combined with advanced sensor innovations that analyze your reactions and create an immersive experience specifically tailored to you. I never thought I'd say this, but you might be the best concert buddy I've ever had, Mercedes. But I have to hear that sick guitar intro from Addicted to the Algorithm again. That is my absolute favorite one. You know me, Ricardia. I'm always up for an encore. <laughs> yes!
I'm Ricardia Bramley, and this is Future Dimensions, a podcast by Mercedes-Benz, dedicated to bold visions of the future that will move our society in the years to come. Today, let's open our ears and hearts to the miracle of music. Actually, even better, let's find out how we will experience music in the years to come. Because as much as technology has evolved since the gramophone, Walkman, and MP3 players, nothing compares to the raw energy and chills you get from seeing your favorite artist perform live on stage. But who knows what the future holds? Will it be possible to turn your car into a concert hall or let artists give us the goosebumps they imagined in their studio? Can we do all of it anywhere, anytime? To find out, I talk to people who really understand music, including the mastermind behind some of the most iconic beats that have ever hit our eardrums. Stay with us. Music holds some real magic, don't you think? I mean, don't we all have songs that we hold dear for decades and listen to time and again? You're probably humming a tune from back in the day right now. Why is that? One possible explanation is, music is the language of our souls, universal and relatable to every human being on this planet. So we thought we have got to talk to someone who knows this better than anyone else, music artist Ralph Schmid. Oh, we can reach you on a, on a much deeper level than probably anything else in the world. Uh, it can make you happy and sad uh, and everything in between. It can bring people together. It's impossible to celebrate or do anything that is really important in human life without music. When we realize just how integral music is to our lives, it's not surprising that, according to a recent survey, we dedicate almost 1,000 hours per year to listening to music. In fact, that's 41 days of hard work for your brain. Because did you know that when it comes to all the unforgettable music moments you love, it's actually your brain that's doing the orchestrating. To learn more about the neuro side of things, I talked to Dr. Poppy Crum. As a neuroscientist slash technologist, she does a deep drill into our minds, merging the worlds of music creation and audio technology. You've got all these sound waves coming together that your brain is unpacking into separate frequencies from inner innervation on your cochlea, and then that gets repackaged into sources that come together. And actually, how they inter interact creates these emotional feelings that we can actually measure and realize in our bodies. Yep, these are the neural marvels Poppy Crumb gets to discover all day. As a neuroscientist, she can sing a song or two about how something as visible as sound waves triggers all the colors of our emotional rainbow. To underline this, Poppy shared a very personal moment of her past with us. So my uncle was in the hospital and it, he was near his end of life. I brought a smart speaker in to play music for him. I'm a violinist. It was a big part of the time I spent with my uncle. and. Um, where, you know, I'm playing Bach through the, you know, while he's there. It had been, you know, more than 24 hours since he had said, said much. And uh, all of a sudden I hear, Alexa, play Al Green. And right at that moment, my uncle had access to emotions, feelings, internal experiences at a really meaningful and poignant point in his life 
to something that I definitely wasn't going to take him there. But technology and music did. Frankly, I think it's incredible how today's music technology can create an experience that stirs all senses, kind of like a perfect meal. But none of this would be possible without the person who creates the recipes, right? One of these people is musician Ralph Schmid, whom I briefly introduced earlier. With his latest project called Pianook, the pianist transforms his piano into a kaleidoscope of catchy beats, lush harmonies, and poetic melodies. The idea behind Pianook? It's kind of what the musician Ralph calls laptop artists, except it takes it a step further. If you watch a laptop artist perform, you don't know what the person does. And I'm interested in both the acoustic tone of a piano and the possibilities of the digital music world. And to bring this together, um, I was trying to find ways to perform in a more organic way. And uh, so I created a, a piano project where I'm still performing on the piano, but I'm working with special, uh, for example, sensor technique. The name of this crucial device? The Mimu Gloves, a wireless data wearable that allows Ralph to control or trigger electronic sound just by moving his arms or hands in the air, which he sees as a much more natural way to create music than pushing a button on an audio device. Very subtle changes make a, a difference in music and you're trained to, to do that. Uh, and so the Mimu Gloves, they mirror uh, these small, very subtle changes if you do a certain gesture, if you make a fist or if you open your arms, you're immediately associated with a certain sound. So if you open your, your arms and your sound becomes a cathedral-like reverb, long, big hall, it's very natural. And so I think it really brings you closer to a good expression of what you want. Ralph told me that for Pianook, it was the Mimu gloves that finally enabled him to nail exactly the sound he had in mind after experimenting with lots of other techniques that just didn't work. I put a distortion on or an echo, and then I found out, first of all, it's not very practical because you don't see your feet when you play the piano, <laughs> you see the, the keys. Um, and also, you don't want to just have an on-off uh, situation. Maybe you want to gradually fade something in or have just a little bit of it or have a full explosion and then take it back. And uh, for this, I mean, you can also do this with a knob, but I have my two hands on the piano, so I, I cannot use a knob. I think the breakthrough was to have it only there for one second or 10 seconds or gradually climbing up in the first minute to help the music grow. This was a major breakthrough and, and to do this with a movement, maybe opening your arms or, or lift, raising an arm or so, it's, it, it feels like magic. It feels like you're a magician. <laughs> Ralph's magical touch on the piano got me thinking. In a way, musicians are like wizards, casting spells with their instruments and captivating our hearts. But behind every spell, there's a revelation. So let me ask you this before we continue. Have you ever thought about what your brain does when a beat drops? More specifically, why do you go crazy on the dance floor when it comes on? Let's find out, shall we? Of course, I had to put that question to Dr. Poppy Crumb, didn't I? After all, she claims that basically regardless of where we are or what we're doing in our life, our senses play a game of harmony and discord in the most fascinating ways. 
And it's just the same with listening to music. To start with, allow Poppy to shed some more light on this phenomenon. Or is it more darkness? Hmm. Okay. You are in the dark. You hear differently than you do when the lights are on. Take in sensory information that sometimes is congruent, sometimes it's incongruent, meaning sometimes it, they're both saying the same things and sometimes they, they're actually telling your brain different information. And we're a mess if we can't act on this different information. Basically, what Poppy is saying is this. If you sit on the couch with the lights on and you start to play a song, you can actually see your hi-fi system with your eyes, and your brain is aware that the audio waves are coming from this source. However, if you now turn off the lights, this connection of visual and audio isn't there anymore, and that actually impacts how the track sounds to you. And frankly, that's why we can go to the cinema, you know, have this awesome experience without having speakers that, you know, are all around us and we can track, you know, images across the screen is because of what, you know, our brains are effectively doing ventriloquism all the time and associate sound with a visual source. So, you know, when you're listening to music in the dark, you really are hearing things that you don't hear when the lights are on. The thing is, where we're going with technology, Poppy would argue where technology has to go is what she likes to call closing the loop. I call it empathetic technology, effectively. All right, Poppy, but what's this loop-closing thing about, then? Closing the loop is, <laughs> is really straightforward. What are the inputs to technology that are driving how it behaves? Well, now we're just going to include the human into that loop because we're dynamic, because who we are is dynamic our state, our internal state, or even our behaviors, our body postures, how our eyes are reacting. Everything is part of how a technology can and should react to help achieve the sort of technological intent and creative intent in that moment. So simply put, Poppy explores technologies that can close the loop between our human body and technology. And that's fair enough because, you know, we humans come in all sorts of shapes and sizes and types. Also, our sensory systems, like ears and eyes, are one of a kind, and they influence our individual experiences in life. You can look at people's hearing thresholds, right? How they hear, and be able to predict what city they live in, right? That's because the noise, the coloration, the things that surround us are part of us. It doesn't mean that our brains don't change in a new environment, in a new context, but they absolutely impact who we are. Huh. Once again, it's our brains running the show, conducting the music. Are there more of these examples, Poppy? Think about temperature. Something as simple as temperature. Even the smartest thermostat today is often optimizing on the wrong dimension. The most important dimension that I care about is whether I'm hot or cold. And if my device isn't closing that loop and making sure that it's solving the problem for my experience, it hasn't gotten there yet. Just think about those days when you sleepily put on a warm sweater in the morning and start to sweat in a t-shirt after lunchtime, even when the temperature of 18 degrees stays the same all day. Wouldn't you want a smart thermostat that always knows when you're hot or cold and adjusts the temperature accordingly? This is exactly what closing the loop between you and your tech is all about. However, what could this kind of technology actually look like? Poppy has taught us about letting the artist's creative intent and the technology that delivers it into our brain become one. 
Thanks to new audio software and hardware, this has become a reality already, especially inside a, drum roll please, car. After all, today's vehicles come with a ton of sensors, meaning lots of ways of knowing where someone's sitting, how their bodies move, how tall they are, whether they're drowsy, whether their brains are busy, or whether they're excited. Plus, according to a recent survey by Mercedes-Benz, cars have become one of the most frequently used music devices these days. Almost 72% of car drivers say that they simply cannot imagine a car ride without music. Fortunately, I was able to talk to someone who is responsible for doing just that. Andreas Eretz, Senior Director Automotive at Dolby Laboratories. So I guess it comes down to making the best out of your experience while you're traveling. Being in the car doesn't allow you to to do anything else but sit there, right? But what do you do while sitting? And of course, you want to be entertained. So listening to music also helps you, um, I think, enjoy the travel more, enjoy your, your time in the car. And you can listen exactly for, to what you like and exactly at the level you want. Um, and you can even sing along without distracting anyone. So in that sense, well, it's one of those places that's shielded where I can also enjoy the music just as I want it. Now, some of the things that have changed in the last few years is that audio engineers, like Andreas, gain more and more control over how sound is presented to us, particularly inside a car. That offers a whole arsenal of sound weaponry to make the listening experience inside our cars the personal experience we enjoy. One of these new formats is Dolby Atmos. It's immersive, it's super customized, and it has countless speakers that surround you to make the most out of your happy tracks. If we were to believe one of the most successful music producers of our time, musicians enjoy this technology equally as much, if not more. You know, offering this new format, Dolby Atmos for Music, being able to completely take the ceiling off of creativity, right? Instead of being constricted to a left and a right speaker, you have the whole room now as your palette. That was mixing engineer and Grammy Award winner Derek Ali. You might know him as Mixed by Ali, but even if you don't, there's every chance Derek's the mind behind many of the head-bopping tracks you've come to love. After all, he has mixed giants like Kendrick Lamar, SZA, or Childish Gambino. And you've heard it, this guy's totally in love with Dolby Atmos. But all production things aside, do I, as a listener of music, really need the fancy audio tech? My stereo kind of did it for me as well. Or am I just too much of a musical critin? To get clear on this point, Derek shared a little history lesson with me. Going back early 70s, you know, everything was done in mono. Uh, and then from there, stereo has been the standard for the last 50 years. Um, what's exciting about today is, you know, we're at a phase to where technology and music is merging like never before. Agreed. And Andreas adds that this marriage of tech and music has finally overcome the boundaries of what Derek just described as the audio gold standard of five decades. Good old two-channel stereo mode. But we all know this is not enough to represent uh, what is actually possible, what we're perceiving as humans. As humans, we're, we're listening to sound that's all around you, uh, including overhead. It comes, the sounds can come from every, uh, any direction, really. Um, that's what 
any immersive audio format has to has to deliver and, and live up to. So, immersive sound, according to Andreas, is in fact the default mode of our human hearing. And guess what? With Dolby Atmos, his team is quickly implementing immersion in a big way. We first introduced Dolby Atmos in the cinema um, as an immersive audio format that suits uh, cinema spaces with lots of speakers and large rooms. And we've created a, let's say, lively ecosystem where from a production perspective, all those tools are available. From a delivery perspective, we can deliver uh, be it uh, via Blu-ray or be it via streaming service. And uh, and then finally, we've also taken a lot of care to make sure you can have an Atmos experience over headphones. It could be a soundbar, it could be a TV, could be a full-blown home theater system. Um, it could be a smart speaker. And more recently, uh, we also added Dolby Atmos to the car. So you mean having this audio technology in your car is like cruising down the highway? And every little detail of your favorite tunes feels like it's dancing all around you? Like a personal performance by your favorite artist? Well, that sounds pretty nice. So if I want to enjoy this kind of music experience, I really have to get rid of my old stereo soon, I guess. Besides, Derek told me about a word that I actually never heard before. I mean, it's the car check, right? You know, it's just the, the creative car check. You know, since the dawn of time, I can imagine that creatives are working in a studio and taking their work to listen to in a vehicle. Why? It's because, you know, I can imagine more than 90% of the listeners are listening to their music in a vehicle. When you think of what possibilities Dolby Atmos brings to the table for creatives, this makes total sense. Finally, musicians and producers can test their new work right where it will be listened to the most, inside their cars. But as if that's not enough, wait for it. Let's rewind for a second. We've delved into the incredible worlds of the Mimu gloves and Dolby Atmos immersive sound technology and how both are revolutionizing the way we express and experience music already in the present. But as technology continues to advance, what's in store for music makers and listeners in the future? Ralph Schmid believes that the way artists use these new audio technologies will become more and more important in the future. So I think musicians have to take much more responsibility in a technological driven future and get into it and not what a program offers, but create own settings. Amazing. The future of music really is going to be driven by unbound creativity. Derek certainly seems to be down with that. Because for him as a producer, technologies like Dolby Atmos open doors for many up-and-coming artists to create in major new ways. You're able to create without boundaries. And I think that is the most important because you have some kids somewhere around the world right now that's going to take this format and change the fucking world with it. It shows that, you know, sound is one of the most important things we have nowadays. So today we jammed it out with some of the biggest music connoisseurs on the future of music, and it's been a wild ride. We looked into the magic of the Mimu gloves and Dolby Atmos immersive sound. We explored how both transform and upgrade the ways we create, shape, and experience music. We learned how important it is to close the loop between these innovations and our biology. And you know what I think is really cool? that young tech-savvy artists will write the evergreens of tomorrow with this new audio technology in mind. 
Seems like we have every reason to look forward to the future and how these immersive soundscapes play out, regardless of whether we're chilling at home, cruising in a car, or shaking it out at a live gig. This was Future Dimensions, a podcast brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. I hope you tune in in two weeks from now. For our upcoming episode, we'll be taking a look at the future of intelligence and investigate how all these freaky AI gadgets, such as ChatGBT, might change our lives in the future. Until then, that's it from me, your host, Ricardia Bramley. Please don't forget to subscribe, comment, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, and did you see the new Spotify feature? Now you can join our Q&A right below this episode. Until next time, stay tuned and stay curious.